We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets. But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. It's been proven that I am not a liar. <laughs> this is what I've just discovered. I, you've been wondering. I've been saying it. We've been talking about it. It is a true thing. The American original Corvette film is currently available on Amazon Prime. If you are an Amazon Prime viewer, you would like to stream mm. it on Amazon Prime, you can find it. Finally. I've seen it for myself. You should have heard before we started recording. We were doing handsprings down the hall and just to, to see screaming and yelling. Yes, finally, so, it's so on Amazon Prime. You can now get this film on finally. Blu-ray, and I will say, if you're a person who is very concerned with image quality and wants the five-one sound, Blu-ray is what you want, my friend. It looks fantastic yeah, on it does. Blu-ray. It does, but it's also available on Amazon Prime. It's also available on Vimeo, which means the film. I'm so excited about myself right now. I can barely stand it. The film <laughs> is really out. out. It's just out. Oh my god! Everywhere we wanted it to be out, it's out. Now it may even go other places down the line, but everywhere we intended for the release it exists I'm not lying it's a real thing I'm like, you can go now I, I'm exhausted and exhilarated all at the same time finally <laughs> you and I are so excited to be like out. it really is out it really is out there please I, believe I, us yeah. it's out meanwhile happy Friday to you tomorrow January 5th is the beginning of season four wow. on Motor Trend. Yeah. used to be Velocity, now Motor Trend. Uh, episode, uh, let's see, out of season three, the first episode up is uh, the Electrics episode. That is the Model 3 versus Chevy Bolt episode, one I really, really like. That's up first. Really still worthy. Still not worthy. Oh, our first still four episodes are going to be that, the uh, the Civic Type R versus Focus RS, the Cool Mustangs comparison episode, the Resto Mod versus the Stock, and then the Great Moab piece. Those are our first four weeks of what is technically season four, and then the new stuff, season four starts. Which is I, look, I'm going to give it to you right now. I'm going to tease you right now because the, the trailer's out <laughs> because today. Because we're so thrilled. Well, you're right. The trailer's the, the out. Trailer's out today. The teaser's right. out. Right. So you may have seen this already. We've got Corvette Z06s coming. That comparison is coming. Mm. Just those three: the C5, C6, C7, Z06s compared. That's out there. The three generations of the Cayman. One of my faves. That's out there. Obviously, right? Very affordable sports cars. Sports cars available for around $10,000. Either side of $10,000, you say, hey, I don't have much money for a sports car. We've talked car. about this a lot. We've that talked about it on the podcast. We had to yes. film this. Totally. K cars. You want to see a ridiculous <laughs> clown car moment. The Lotus doesn't even come close. No, the Lotus is a huge boat. Cars to these we don't things. fit in. K cars episode. That's very fun. That's the AutoZam and the Cappuccino. That's coming. Right. We also have, what am I forgetting? Fun to say words. Got, yeah. Names of cars. Fun to say. K cars. <laughs> exactly. K cars. AutoZam. <laughs> anyway, we've got the, uh, the Griots episode is in there. We've got uh, CUVs, the, uh, the Volvo. Yeah. XC40 and the uh, the Jaguar. That's right. E-Pace are in. By the way, the E-Pace is not the electric one, just to confuse you further. That is well, in. Well, yeah, that's uh, on Jaguar, not on us, by that the is, way. That is true, but that's in Westwood, L.A. That, that one looks great. And then, of course, we have our uh, Lemons um, adventure. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Seven brand new episodes are coming your way, and that starts as early as this uh, this Saturday. Tomorrow, when you're listening to this, happy Friday. Holy happy cow. Friday, honestly. No kidding. And it is, because you can now buy American Original. <laughs> it's actually out on Amazon. on Amazon Who Prime knew? Video. Finally. Oh We've been waiting and waiting. They, I'm they so flipped happy. the switch, apparently. Yeah, there it is. I'm so happy. I'm thrilled. Everybody's been waiting, and yes, as Todd said, you gotta buy a Blu-ray, too. I mean, it's just the sound quality. <laughs> you're gonna choke while you're drinking, mm-hmm. aren't you? The sound quality alone, because because just the mix and the cars going past your head, yes, Full five it's, one. it's phenomenal. Cars fly by you, but, but, but the, the image so many looks people great. are used to streaming and they've yeah, been waiting for this. So yes, finally you can now buy this. We're very happy, guys. We've got a couple of great debates for you. 
the first one is Ive, who is a newbie driving enthusiast. She's in Daytona Beach, and mm-hmm. she teaches at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So um, the, the smart people in the room, that, yeah. that includes her? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's listening to us, which is no pressure. So we got to try to help <laughs> exactly. Ive. Hopefully that'll work out. After the break, we have uh, Nathan writing to us from Georgia. He's asking about, I have a car I like. Should I get a slightly ver- better version of the exact same car? Spoiler alert, no. Uh, no, uh, but, so we'll talk about that with Nathan. Really? I, I, I'm really? looking forward to talking that through. I think this is not just for his car. It's for everybody I listening. And I agree. I anytime you've considered this, so. because I think it, it's covered a broader range of, of thinking here. Uh, okay. Just his right. I look forward to talking about it with, with, uh, with Nathan's car debate. And of course, we have many, many very cool uh, audience questions coming up after the break, after that uh, car debate as well. But let's just dive into this discussion for Ive. Yeah, she's got a short commute to work. Two and a half miles each way, 2.4 miles. Every other weekend, she drives to Orlando, about 60 miles away, and spend mm-hmm. time with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and he drives to Daytona in the other weekends. Do you need a car debate? <laughs> Guess exactly. what? This is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> is that a shirt? Do you need a car debate? <laughs> yeah, that is a shirt. Do you need a debate? That That is a, that is right a shirt. There. Do you need a car debate? That's really good. I... She has owned an O2 Mazda MX-5. Now, it's an automatic for over a decade. And it needed some costly repairs. And by costly, I mean $7,500. So she left Mazda. And she went to a 2015 Honda Civic, also in an automatic. But she was unhappy with the Civic almost immediately. And she started shopping <laughs> so for another sorry. car. I'm so sorry. Gosh. Then when she found this other car, it was a 2016 Fiat 500 Abarth. And she discovered the joy of driving. Mm-hmm. And she went to a manual transmission. And she loved it. Holy she cow. Loved it. Of course, we're talking about this car in the past tense. You may see it coming because it was involved in a car accident recently. Yeah. It was totaled out, and it is gone. And Ive is actually writing to us with her leg in a cast going, what do I do? I lost my beloved 500 apart that made me love driving. What do I do? This kind of ties into the debate following after the break because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've talked about if you haven't finished loving your car, if you yeah. haven't finished yeah. with it, driving it, enjoying it, you could go get another one of the same one. Mm-hmm. You could, theoretically. And by the way, I, I hope you've been healing and doing physical therapy and getting back on your feet yeah. literally yeah, for sure. so you can drive sure. a manual again and be totally. comfortable. And we're sorry your car has been totaled, but she has come away with a basic criteria of a $25,000 budget, manual transmission once mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. and 2014 or newer. So she wants okay. something with you know less than 50000 miles. She's open to other body styles, but she's gravitating back towards the hatchback, hatchy thingy. And then, you know, of course, good safety ratings, which is on her mind, I'm sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I've come up with um, maybe some foregone conclusions here, but you're going to have to stay with me. Okay. And I like your choices here because you're considering another Abarth, which mm-hmm. we've talked Agreed. about. I think that's a viable choice, as we've said. You, it's it the really car is. You get, that you lost, so getting another one is totally valid. Absolutely. And they're actually inexpensive enough in the twenty to 30,000 mile range. Absolutely. Well under twenty five grand. Well under your budget, for Easy. sure. For sure. All right. So the Fiesta ST is on the list and mm-hmm. the Mazda 3. And if you're bringing up the Mazda 3, I'm wondering, well... I don't know what you're driving right now. Maybe you're just in, still in rental car land and you've got to get something quickly. But the yeah. new Mazda 3 that was introduced at the LA Auto Show, unfortunately, it won't be in dealerships until early, mid-2019 at this yeah, point. Yeah, so yeah. they're not quite available for sale yet. True, true, true. But that would be a consideration. I mean, I'd, I'd straight, you know, straight up go new Mazda 3 if you're considering mm, that. Maybe. 
I Maybe. like it enough. And by the way, we've had the discussion about the rear three-quarter on the hatchback. You've got to see it in person before you pass judgment. <laughs> I, you've got to just see it in person. I just know. I stay with me because I guarantee when you see the photos, you're going to retch. But then when you see it in person, you're going to think, huh, yeah, the shut lines are well curated. I do like that. <laughs> There's a shirt. <laughs> shut lines well curated. That, that, that is the new, that's the new Nike Just Do It shirt. You're you wearing that at the gym. It just says, just says shut, shut lines well curated. That's, that's a shirt. Everybody's looking at you like, what is that? Me. But back to Ide's choices here. I have considered the new Mazda 3, as I mentioned. A Mini Cooper S is on my list. Mm-hmm. I also don't want you to feel like you have to go through the rotation of hot hatches just to try them all and <laughs> check the all the boxes and think. <laughs> Let's run the circuit. Yeah. yeah. I see it. All right. I came to the Volkswagen GTI. Also got to be on the list. Yeah. 25 okay. grand. Right. Easy. Get yeah. one. Yeah, I get a user. Sure. But here we go, Ide. I think... Um, since you've discovered the joy of driving, there's a car manufacturer that goes by the moniker Porsche. Oh, no. <clears throat> of course we went there. Found you three. Porsche oh, no. Boxster S from 2007. Wow, okay. 40,000 right. miles for 25.6. It's a manual. You're older than she wants to be, but you are in a Porsche Boxster. I'm in a Porsche Boxster, and it's less than the and miles she, used, she wants. She used to have a, a Miata, so I, 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 I see. It's, it's a tenuous thread, but I see the connection. Yeah. You could go to the 2008 Porsche Boxster Limited Edition in orange. Mm. Who do we know which, that has um, one of those? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, wait a minute. Give no. me a minute. It'll come to me. Found you one, 55,000 miles, a little bit high in the miles, but it's 22.8. Hmm. So there's okay. a consideration there. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about a new Boxster, new-ish, 2012. It's wow. not the S. Yeah, Okay. 39,000 miles for 23.9. Seriously? There's a 2012? Loads. There's pages of Boxsters. Pages and pages. And that shocks me, honestly. You're in Florida. It's Boxster land It's down convertible there. world. Why not? Yeah. I think you need this car. I think it's a reward. After <laughs> going through what you have, you have okay. my permission to go shop Boxsters. That is in funny. your price range. That They're in funny. your mileage. Why not? And if yeah. you've discovered the joy of driving, why not have the outlet and the tool with which to All right. take advantage of this newly discovered joy of driving? Interesting. I did not expect you to go down that road, honestly. I'm I really all didn't. about it. But of course you are. Uh, but I, I, do think, I do think the money works. And she's talking about safety and reliability. The truth is those are pretty safe cars, and they are surprisingly reliable cars. Especially yeah. the newer mm-hmm. you get with the Boxster, they get really reliable. Uh, so that Okay, I, I see where you are. I want to run through the hot hatch circuit real quick, and then I want to come up with I mean, some alternates. Do we have alternates. to do this? It's not, like a not color wheel. Not a, just <laughs> just spin, spin the wheel of fortune. Exactly. It's going to be great. It, <laughs> depending on your budget, it just shows each... The Volkswagen, the Mini, the Mazda. Totally. The, the, there's no, no reason not to go back to the Abarth. If you loved it, if you, I agree. If you miss, I, agree. I think that's the thing. If you miss that car specifically versus driving in general, then I think maybe another Abarth. Do look at it. Uh, I, I actually, I got to say, I don't like the convertible version of that. Maybe you had one, you didn't tell us, because the convertible version mm-hmm. has those removable pillars, and it's it's a little bit oddball. Mm, but yeah. it, but they had hey, to do what they had to do to make it. It's, you know, it's cut Florida, the top so off. maybe that does work. Uh, you brought look, again the three you brought up were the Abarth, the Fiesta ST, and the Mazda three. Obviously, you've listened to the podcast. You know we like all three of those cars. <laughs> Let me run through them real quick for your situation. Okay. The Abarth you liked, get another one. I totally get that. I would support that. The Fiesta ST is going to be more fun than the Abarth to drive. However, it's really a sparse place to be. And especially on your 60-mile road trip, I think Hmm. it's very fun, but it might wear out its welcome just a little bit. 
Okay, that's my concern. Just because of the, the quality of the interior, which makes me say, if you're going to be there, and, and what you're using this for is you want to have fun driving it, but, you, but it's got to be, at least for a little bit, a nice place to be, at least drive the Focus ST while you're there. Okay, fair enough. Because I fair think enough. it might be better for your usage, which is when I get in it, I'm driving for a while. Plus, what I know of Florida, we're not doing a whole lot of canyon back roads. You know, There's <laughs> well, going to be a lot of straight line stuff going on. A lot on. of so canyons there, really. The Mazda 3 is the best to be in of the three you listed. By far. Sure. But I think it is the least fun to drive. So if we're chasing fun to drive, I think it kind of loses. And I like that car a lot. I love being in them, but I think it kind of loses because I don't mm. think it has the fire in it that the other two do. No. Okay? No. I'd, I'd think a GTI would kind of be right in between the, might, all those choices. It might. As far I think as I, the GTI is driving. Fire, hotness. Hopefully. Still comfortable. Uh, drive the Hyundai Veloster in. Oh, why not? Which is also very brand new and it's just populating new. dealerships now. Yeah, go look at that car. What are they really selling those for? Go look, okay? Mm. So Hyundai Veloster, and that's worth driving, worth giving a look. The Mini Cooper S, you mentioned it. Go drive a Mini Cooper S. Yeah, that's got to be on the list. It, I feel like it and the Abarth share a lot of kind of personality traits in a lot of ways. She needs to budget for tires now. If she's going to get something hot, she's got to start budgeting for tires because soon she will discover track days. Possibly. Maybe. I hope so. That'd be, I, I, I would love that. <laughs> I would love to hear that. So you wrote back, I bought this car and now I'm doing track days. My boyfriend is sitting on the side shaking his head. I love everything <laughs> right. about that story, right. by the way. That would but be I, fun. But then I have to say something, and I know, I know many of you out there are going to say foregone conclusion, but you used to have a Miata mm-hmm. that you liked, but it got too expensive. You've discovered manual transmission, You've discovered the joy of driving. You wish you had the usability of a hatch. Let me meet you in the middle. Okay. This is the reason the 86 chassis is so great for you. Think so? Because the thing about it is... I was wondering if you'd suggest this. Because she's listing small cars. I mean, if she wasn't listing small cars in the Abarth, the Fiesta ST, and the Mazda 3, then we could go Mustangs and Camaros. True. Crazy. She's used to it already. She's listing little stuff. Right. She liked the Mazda. The problem with the Miata was not, I don't like this. It was, it's become more expensive than it's worth to keep. Mm-hmm. Then there's the, the usability of the Civics and the, and the Abarth that are like, oh, this has got more space because everything has more space than a Miata with the exception of an S2000. Okay? True. So here's Fair the enough. thing. Why not get an 86? Because you'll be surprised. It doesn't have a hatch, but you've got that fold-down rear seat. You've got a lot of trunk space. You'll be amazed by the amount of usable space in that car, but it has dynamics closer to the Miata that you liked with the rear wheel drive and, and the small car. Sure. I think sure. It's, a, it's, it's, it's like all the traits I, I hear you connecting with put in a blender. Mm. So I think it's worth driving. That is my, you went to Boxster, which no one's surprised by. I went to 86, no, no one's surprised by. But <laughs> exactly. I think, there, I think, there's, a worthwhile, their heads at us, I think there's a worthwhile reason there. I will say if you're going to go Boxster, you got to start shopping the Z cars from BMW. But I don't know... I don't know that that's the world she wants to go down, but if you, if she's chasing convertibles, it's Florida. I agree with you there. That's the only other kind of small-ish recent convertible I can think of right. off the top of my head that is viable here uh, in this same kind of rear-wheel drive thing. I don't know if you can get a Z4M for that kind of money, no. but you can at least get no, a Z4. You can get, get a Z3, Z4 all day long, though, sure. for this kind of money. My skepticism comes in the 60 miles of just straight, flat driving if she's got an 86, because personally, I don't love it in the commute, just the straight line drone thing. But I don't it think comes it comes alive on the canyons, and I'm just wondering if the Florida area is but the I don't right think, car for I that. don't think the Miata shines in a 60 mile straight line drive. It doesn't. Either. Right. And yet it's still a fun car. I think right. they both are a driver involved car, even though you're not driving them to their straight drinks. So since she likes that Miata, I keep going, wait a minute, we need a Miata. Honestly, what what this says to me is either needs a Miata with more practicality. And I instantly go, that's the 86. Sure. I mean, how far is Road Atlanta? Just just ask him. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> just ask. While we're there, let's just, you know what? Oops. This weekend we're driving to Road Atlanta. I'm not coming to your house. You're not coming to mine. We're going to Road Atlanta. That's probably, what, two, three, four hours maybe? There's got to be auto crossing in many Florida parking lots, though. Let's not kid sure ourselves. Sure, there is. So let's do that. Sure Hopefully that's helpful. I know we kind of ran our greatest hits through that discussion, but I think there's interesting stuff in there. I like the fact that she's shopping manual transmission fun cars that are little. I love that world. You know, another car that has come to mind during this discussion is an Audi TT. We haven't discussed sure. this a whole lot. Sure, okay. All and right. hard top or, or uh, convertible, either way. Yes, you You know, obviously you don't need all-wheel drive in Florida, but, you know, the other way, Fiesta STs and Focus STs are front-wheel drive, so... Okay, sure. fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. But just a small, chuckable, fun car. It's got the, the German refinement thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's very much an alt, but maybe for just a balance. Mm-hmm. You're not mm-hmm. interested in them. You're just, hey, I just want to try it out just to sure. see what that feels like and then go get really what you want. She's going that and driving stuff. That could Trying it out. I see that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, I was just thinking of that car. So, Well, thanks for writing in. If you've got your own car debate, do you know where to write? <laughs> my question is now back on you. It's it's the same place it's always been. It and, is. And I will say, I'm, I'm going to give my disclaimer again. If you're writing emails to, in fact, I really need to write these people, these poor people. If you're writing an email to everydaydriver at Gmail, <laughs> that's not us. That is not us. Somebody is getting emails and shaking their heads because they don't understand why they're getting these emails. Because it, our email address Maybe it doesn't is, exist. I know it does. Everydaydriver oh, okay. TV at Gmail. Yes. That is actually how you reach us. And we do read one of the two of us, one of these two boneheads you're listening to, (laughs) one of us actually reads every email that comes through. So even if we don't cover it, uh, that's great for car debates. In fact, that's the place for car debates. Or you can also go to the website, everydaydriver.com. We do have that. Yep. And you can go to the About tab. Under there is Contact. There's a little form you can fill out. We get those as well. Those come into that same email address. So we check all this stuff. We love reading your commentary. Of course, the social media questions are more for just kind of, I was having this thought, which is great. Mm -hmm. Some of the Topic Tuesdays come out of there. But write us at Everyday Driver TV. Because if you don't write us there, you won't find us. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we're looking forward to more live debates this year. Yeah, for sure. We're going to mix up the podcast a little bit, but the foundation still is very much the car debates, and it's all due to you guys listening and writing to us your debates. So I encourage you to continue to do so. And again, even if you're not really in the market, and it, it's a balance because by the time things get in the queue and we're able to podcast and get to your debate, sure. yeah, yeah. You might be past the point of, well, I had to buy something, guys. I just, you know, you're already in the buying mode. (laughs) If you're writing to us because you're buying this week, (laughs) I'll be honest with you. We're not going to cover it in time. Now, just honestly. On the other hand, if you're leasing a year from now, it might be a little early to write. (laughs) Guys, I just started a three year lease. (laughs) I'm thinking about, no, don't write us yet. I'm already tired of my car. What do I do? I'm very sorry you're tired of your car already, though. (laughs) That really is nasty. I'm just saying, there's there's a balance. There's a two to three month, hey, I'm thinking about it. Now, in, in her case the car was taken from her yes she totally. had to get something. absolutely yeah. but this was a recent accident but again i hope you're on your way you're convalescing you're on your way to full health and back to your love of driving which we love so thank you guys again for writing in we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back Podcast One Sports is your home for the Underdog Sports Network. Join Chris Horwadell and friends each week as they cover the biggest stories in sports with shows like Tales from the Association, the Underdog Sports NFL Show, and you're wrong and here's why. You can't rely on draft picks a lot of times with quarterbacks. There's four to five quarterbacks drafted in the first round that are complete busts. Check out all these exciting shows on the Underdog Sports Network every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Let me tell you about Pete, who loved hockey and always wanted to play in the NHL. Pete played since he was three and begged his mom to let him stay on the ice. Why, some nights he even slept in his hockey skates. Pete practiced and practiced until one day, when he was 47, Pete realized he just wasn't that good. So he threw his skates in the trash. But then he heard how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved a bunch. So it all worked out. Nathan M in Georgia is writing to us with this problem that I think afflicts more people than just he. Oh, I agree. Oh, more than、certainly. just him. Yeah, yeah. Because he's asking us, should I buy a slightly better version or slightly newer version of the car I currently own? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know many of you have thought about this. For sure, I think this applies to a larger discussion. But I do want to jump into his debate here very quickly. He writes to us saying he owns a 2008 Cadillac CTS sedan. It's got all the、mm-hmm. the luxury. He's had it for about eight months, and he said. I know you're from Georgia, Nathan. I think you're from Georgia because you said, you know, what are y'all's thoughts? What are y'all's thoughts? You even wrote it down. All y'all. I'm teasing you. Yeah. He said he's got the performance package with a smaller steering ratio, better suspension, better brakes. Which he doesn't have、with. that. He、oh. has the luxury package. Oh yes. He wants that's the true. Package. That's true.、Yes. I, re- I misread the email. So he's happy with the brakes though on、yeah. his car. Certainly, yeah. But the steering and suspension are extremely noticeable that they're not set up for performance.、Mm-hmm. So he's asking. To get what I want, but still keep the platform that I love,、mm-hmm. should I go get the performance version of this car? Yeah. yeah. Now he tells us that he's driven it hard. He says, "Disclaimer: I've driven it very hard on mountain roads in North Georgia and Tennessee. He's、mm-hmm. impressed with it, but he's wondering what if? Yeah. What? Yeah.、Uh, what if he had gotten the better performance version because he's wanted the body style?、Mm-hmm. But now we could talk about tuning it or trading it in to get what he wants." Or something else entirely. Or option three, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is option three? Well, and he says in there he's he's thinking you know he loves the ATS maybe he'd he'd, he'd have one one day he he doesn't、uh, he doesn't know that he's rid of a CTS so would there be a different CTS in his future? But clearly this body style this is the older this is the kind of the original Cadillac CTS body style is what we're talking about when、mm-hmm. it first came、mm-hmm. out and said hey I'm I'm trying to be a sports car that's that CTS that he has and I like that you've driven it hard. Here's my caution, and I, and I teased at the top of the podcast. Here's my caution for why I don't think you sell this car and get the other version with the performance pack, because I don't know. And this, I, I think, this applies for almost any car you can think of.、Mm. When you go、mm. from the base version and it disappoints you, if you go and drive the performance version, I think we kind of expect it to be revolutionized by comparison. Okay. It's going to be、okay. oh, this. If I had the performance version of this car, it would handle wonderfully. It'll handle maybe twenty percent better than the chassis you have right now. I, I, I'm、okay. painting with a broad okay. brush. Okay. I know there are some cars where there's a more extreme change than the, than, than the others, but I don't think if you were if you were able to magically transport yourself from your current car in the first corner to the performance version in the second corner, would it be better? I think it would be. Would you be like, wow? I don't think so,、hmm. because I don't think generally those performance versions from manufacturers are that much better. They can be better. I mean, look the the BMWs. We talk about getting the M performance pack and that kind of stuff. I think that improves the car. But I do think in general we talk about get that version instead of the other versions. But I think it's like twenty percent better. I think、hmm. in our heads we think it's going to be like sixty, seventy, eighty percent. It's going to be a whole other car. It's not. It's still the same car. Just Slightly refined. It's like it's like you twenty pounds lighter. 
<laughs> it's almost huh. it's almost like you 10 pounds lighter, to be honest. Huh. Do you feel a little better about yourself? Yeah. Are you a little quicker? Yeah. Do you feel a little younger? Yeah. Are you 20 years younger? You're not. Nobody makes an app for that. There isn't really an app don't. for the, hey, here's your younger self. Yeah. So that, that's, my, that's my concern for you, Nathan, is I think, and, and I'm not saying this, I'm not pointing this to you, I'm saying this in general. I think that we, as enthusiasts, if we drive the base version, we imagine the performance version is going to be completely different. And I think in the case of the CTS sedan sp- specifically, it's going to be better, but not revolutionized. Okay, here's my counterpoint. Okay. Does he need 60%? Is he asking in the email, reading between the lines, is he asking for 60 to 80% better handling? Is 20% satisfying enough? And maybe what is the difference between, I'll say, a Boxster or a Cayman S and a Boxster or a Cayman GTS? Mm-hmm. When I could argue, why would I pay more for that GTS when it's got 20 more horsepower? The brakes are, I guess, slightly better. Mm-hmm. The suspension's 10 millimeters lower. And I wouldn't, I'm kind of with you. I, I wouldn't say that it's 50% better than a Cayman S. Mm-hmm. But that GTS is pretty impressive. It's fun to it drive. Is. It's aspirational. It mm-hmm. Now, with a Cadillac CTS-V, they're incredible. The differences yeah. are incredible. Yeah. But what about magnetic ride from GM? What about that transforming? I think that's in the 50% or better category than regular GM suspension. Oh, I think that's fair. Every Be- Because it's got a lot more personalities to it. If you said uh, magnetic ride or not, we're having a different conversation here. Sure. Bit. But I think, and I will look, that I'll would stay, transform a driving experience. I'll, I'll stay in Porsche for a second. Drive a base Cayman or a, or a Cayman S. Mm-hmm. Is the Cayman S better? Yes. But if you're on a back road thundering along in your Cayman, do I think you are having so much less fun in the base Cayman? You're 15% less fun. Seriously. Do I think you're having so much less fun in the Cayman that it's worth the hassle and cost for the upgrade? I'm not sure I can back that play. Huh. So you're making a case for the base models of sports I'm, cars? I'm making a case for how much fun are you getting. And I think we look at the performance. Maybe I should have started this way. We look at the performance version and we imagine it will be so much more fun in the performance version. Really? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that it will be. I mean, I'll, look, I'll go another one. The, uh, the, the current Miata ND. Sure. Too much body roll in the touring version, but also in the, in the club version. Still too much body roll. Also otherwise, true. Otherwise, the people we know that have the club version would not have upgraded their, their suspension components because of body roll. Okay? Now, mm. I realize there are those of you out there that like a lot of body roll. I know everybody's a little bit different on that. But I know a couple of owners with the club version who went to Flying Miata and got the better sway bars because it was too much body roll, and they started with the club version. So that car fundamentally has body roll. The CTS is going to have fundamental ways that it handles. I don't think the performance pack... We're talking about Nathan selling his car, mm-hmm. gathering up some more money to buy the same car with a different package on it. At that point, I just feel like that amount of hassle, let's get a different car. Hmm. Okay, I can see your point. Now, he's actually mentioned the ATS in here, mm-hmm. and he said, I will have this car one day, but he hasn't gotten the CTS thing out of his system yet. And he mentions that. He says, I am really still loving this car, and I think... I think it's enough that it's a splinter in your brain, Nathan. I think Maybe. that it's burrowed deep enough that you're really wondering, would I enjoy it? And my question to you is, 20% happier driving your car, is that enough? Is mm. that what you're looking for? Fair. Do we have to go Fair. full throttle, you know, 
the the needle pegs on the opposite end, and I'm a hundred percent happier because okay. I got the okay. Fair. Do do I'm fair. asking? Does it have to go yeah, that yeah. far to justify? I don't think it does. That's fair. And so I'm I'm actually saying, depending on the price differential between mm-hmm. selling your car and getting the next, if it's newer, if it's too big of a gap, if it's five grand or more, I'm I'm thinking that's too much. Mm. But if you could find a car comparable and it's twenty five hundred, two thousand, mm. huh? Now, now we might be talking. We could slice this very thinly. We could. We could. But I'm just. I come back to the argument about the performance and the top tier models. Porsche is very guilty of this, and I'm mm-hmm. admitting it to everybody. Oh, they're very guilty of this. Why would you pay more to get less? They, okay, the zero to sixty <laughs> dropped by a tenth. You're not going to feel that. Yeah. Your passenger isn't going to be impressed. Yeah. It's just going to be a fun car. Yeah. Absolutely. So why do we have these performance models? And why, again, are they just a little bit better? You think, well, if we're going whole hog and it's a GTS, it should have 340 million horsepower. <laughs> and it should corner. Okay. All right. You know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's a way this can never end. I see your point. I see your point. But yeah. you don't want to have that automaker go so far where you feel like, well, they just rated you know, this suspension company and that, you know, they put a turbo on it and they just went nuts as if we would tune stuff. They still yeah. back off because they want it to be reliable. They want it to have a warranty yeah. and they yeah. want to leave room for the next generation of whatever that is mm-hmm. to have more. So that's why they move in such incremental, incremental. steps. Always. Yeah, They're yeah, not going to yeah, go yeah. blasting the thousand horsepower BMW M5 at us, even though I'm sure they could probably build one probably with a warranty. Probably. Yeah. But they're just going to go incremental. And the competition package has 17 more horsepower than the regular M5. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why would you buy that car? Yeah. But yet it exists. The Porsche 911 mm-hmm. Turbo and the Turbo S exists. Yeah. Well, I mean, we like the competition package <laughs> like, of the current M3 more than we like the like gun go off, <laughs> trip, fall. Like, how come we got the, just the regular Turbo and only yeah. spent 170000 yeah. What's wrong, yeah, what's with, wrong you? with you? But we, I mean, look, I... I can I can counterpoint my own argument here and say you know I do prefer the M3 competition pack over the standard M3 right now, but my sure, argument there sure. is I think the car should just come like the competition pack. But we're in a I whole, fully agree whole with other that. situations here. Anyway, I will say one other thought for you, Nathan. You've mentioned that you like this CTS, you'd like to have an ATS. I really think that's the play. Mm. I think go go actually shop ATS because they've come down a ton in price. They have, for sure. And if you can get – here's the thing. An ATS this, – this is my main point to land on. An ATS with magnetic ride control is going to be more fun in the corners than any CTS of that generation you can buy. The CTS you have. Agreed. Pick your CTS. I don't care. The ATS will be more fun on a back road, more fun to drive hard with a magnetic ride control than any of that gen- generation CTS. I think the hmm. ATS may be the play you lust after the car. It's got, honestly, best-in-class handling. I hate to sound like a, some sort of commercial, best-in-class handling, <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> Who else was competing? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but but with magnetic ride control, it is revolutionary. You could go the four-cylinder and get a, get a manual even, but then mm-hmm. you get the V6, which is a little better power. But anyway, I actually wonder, since you like the ATS, you like Cadillac, you like what that says – I think that might be your move. Hmm. I like that. And honestly, Magnetic Ride is probably the defining product or part that sets apart a car 50% or more better. I agree. Than the prior generation that's not equipped with that. I agree. Whatever that car is. It's amazing, honestly. It's 
fundamentally transforming the car. And for that reason alone, mm-hmm. if it's within your price category, again, I'm not saying, you know, dump your car and go spend eight grand more. And then, well, I got it. It's the same car. And yeah, <sighs> I, I see where you are. I see where you are. I, I, I'm with you on that one. But if it's, if it's a close enough, if it's, if it's, I'm, if I'm you can get close to a swap, this. I see it. Okay. If, okay. All I can right. get one for a few less miles. It's got the thing that I want. It's only costing me two or three grand more done. Have we helped Nathan? <laughs> we've talked around Nathan. I hope we've helped you somehow in there, buddy. Are Thank there, you for are there any, in. um, other cars that you would suggest in place of a Cadillac, in well, place of this car, or because he hasn't gotten the thing out of his system he, yet? He clearly likes Cadillac and wants a Cadillac. I do think... I'm tempted to recommend some things, but I don't know if he'll I, I even look at I don't know those. if he's looking around. I did make a note here that you should drive the BMW 335iS. That's a great one. Absolutely. I, I think you should drive that car. But, <laughs> if, but if you're shopping Caddy, if you're not done with Cadillac, you like their styling, I, I, think, I think ATS is the play. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right. We will uh, jump to social media questions. Nathan, thank you a million for writing in. Really appreciate it. I'm going to start off with uh, Kelly Kay's question here. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Talking about tuning out a class, and we posted Dale's brand new ride is Mm -hmm. 2010 Cadillac CTSV tuned by Lingenfelter, which is throwing power out the back. Yes, exactly. Insane. 630 to the wheels. Throwing power out the back along with gasoline. Yeah. Ooh, Kelly K says, tuning out of class is one of my favorite topics with you two. And isn't Uh-oh. that what Callaway and Roosh and Shelby and yes. Lingenfilter and Hennessy yes. and everybody do for a living? Uh-huh. You pretty much knock on their door or you call them and you say, hi, I'm here for you to make me poor. Mm-hmm. Spend all your money on your car and mm-hmm. tune it and do exactly that. And then he says, why do you hate joy? <laughs> <laughs> Funny. We don't. Funny. We don't. I will say this. Look, look, Hennessy is a great example. Okay. The Trackhawk Jeep. Mm-hmm. is already ridiculous. There, there's no reason for that car to exist already. But you take it to Hennessy and he'll give it more power. It doesn't need more power. Nothing about that <laughs> needs more power. There, there will never be a moment for you to own a Trackhawk Jeep and be like, nah, it's like, eh, it gets slow. I got a new Corvette Z06. I think I want 800 horsepower. Well, Because the old one was, what? Here's the thing. I met a guy at a Cars and Coffee not that long ago. I know ago you did. Who had a like, brand, well, this is when I they remember. were brand new. The brand new Z06, he had bought it. And he cracked the hood to show off the mural. I'm not kidding you. What? I'm not kidding you. The oh, mural on the inside of the hood. Was it airbrushed? Oh, yeah. The inside of the hood <sighs> with the big, you know, the flaming Z06 logo and all the mural and the oh, girl. And it was the whole thing. But How he was showing off that? the supercharger that it added 200 horsepower. 200 horsepower to the Z06. So think about that now. That mean, now means it was an 850 horsepower car. Now, you and I have driven the Z06 and never in a moment thought, yeah. Yeah, this needs more. Yeah, those Camrys are kind of threatening. So yeah, so he had. So I asked him. I said, "So what's the difference compared to when before you had the supercharger on?" And he looked at me and he goes, "Oh, I never drove it. I had it delivered. I went straight there and had the supercharger put on." Stop it! Oh my gosh! Because I, I think my problem with a lot of these companies, and you've listed them off, a lot of these companies, they're the main thing they're doing is making it hotter. And we're already in a place where most sports cars you buy, you can't use what's there to begin with. So now it's a bragging rights thing. It is. It is. I, I love that the freedom to do this exists. I, I do agree love with that. this. Yes. It's just one of those things where it's voyeuristic mm-hmm. because none of us are, well, unless you're kind of loaded, none of us are really going to go do that and add thirty to $50,000 on top of the cost of a car, yeah. it's it's for an elite clientele, I will say. If you yeah. can, wonderful. We applaud you. We would like to drive your car. 
Certainly. We'd love to put it on camera. I'd love to put a thousand horsepower Hennessy Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk on camera. Yeah. And maybe off in the ditch (laughs) with tires in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a slightly elevated ramp like those old aircraft carriers where they've got got the ramp at the end of the The old British Harrier carriers. Yeah. Those were awesome. I just want that to launch me even further. (laughs) The balance between your budget and then are you going to get your money back out of it? Maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe not. But I also feel like it doesn't matter. the, The big question that always comes up here is. Once you've spent X amount, what car could you have gotten for that money? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's always the part that – and maybe I'm too – But I, maybe it's – finances are out of it. Maybe it's just I love I love the Z06, but what it needs to have is a lot more power, which is a weird sentence. And a mural under the hood that nobody will ever see. Yep. Especially well, while you're driving. Until you go to Cars and Coffee and you pop it up. Right. But also this – That the, matters. Anyway, sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to go any further down that road. It already hurts my head. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jeff asked me, what winter tires do I have on the Lancer? I have the Michelin X Ice 3, and I am undecided on them. Mm. I don't think I like them as much as the Blizzax that I had. They're good. Interesting. I think I like my Blizzax better. I'm going to get through this season and make a decision on them. But, uh, yeah, that's what's on the Lancer right now. Simon the Lutz on Instagram asked us if we saw the New York Times article about the Waymo attacks in Arizona. And what he's referring to is people kind of screwing around with the Waymo autonomous vehicles that have now been launched and introduced Mm, to a mm. limited market in Chandler, Arizona and the surrounding cities. People are just not – we can't have nice things. People are just just mean (laughs) to everything, aren't we? Yeah, we're just mean. They are. On one hand, you'd think they're kind of asking for it, but they're not. And so I will say – Please do not screw with the autonomous vehicles because there's people inside. Although we've imagined scenarios where it's funny and we've talked about everything that will happen. Yes. And you know people are going to continue to do it. But I'm going to say just let them them decide. Watch and observe. And Mm -hmm. I I know there's going to be people who just crowd their lane and try to force them off and see if they'll slam on the brakes. And you wouldn't want somebody doing that to you. It's – it's we – look – I'm going to say something that may be controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway, okay? Obviously, we're very concerned about the bully culture. We very have a culture right so. now that is very concerned about anybody being offended about anything. I will. Here's True. my first disclaimer that may get controversial. You're a human. You're going to get offended. Some days you're going to feel <laughs> bullied. Some days you're going to be like, that person's a jerk to me. True. And you know what? In a lot of cases, you got to move on. But there are obviously limits to that, and there, we need to have restrictions on what people are allowed to do to each other. However, the thing I think is funny here is we are creating such a culture where you can't bully anyone that now what are we doing? We're bullying the robots. <laughs> We're going to bully the robots. Although, when it comes to safety and somebody's inside the vehicle, you don't want the vehicle Agreed. to super freak out Agreed. and throw people around and slam into something else because you crowded the lane or you just screwed around with it. We're I, bullying the robots. I, it's true. If it's a robot without people inside... Fine. No, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying this is how this is the outlet that anger, angry people are using now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They just, can't bully bully people because they'll get arrested. So you know what I'll do? I'll bully the robots. Just stop bullying. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. That's a crazy idea. The second part of this question is, what's the best Waymo attack vehicle? Oh, God. <laughs> He's thinking Raptor with a harpoon mounted on the roof. What are you going to do? Like drag it through the intersection? Like yeah, there's <laughs> Dylan Arrow miniguns that you could uh, also so wait, add to your attack vehicle. So wait, could you drive your Tesla on autonomous mode and try to threaten the Waymo with your Tesla? This is a, now, now it's a game. Now, now it's, it's a YouTube video. Now it's AI it versus AI is what it is. Which AI is more aggressive? That's that's what we need to figure. That's which, frightening. Which AI wins? And they're going like, to learn how to be more aggressive. It's like the Mad Max of AI. The fight or flee. You, you have you have the Uber autonomous thing. Ooh. You have the uh, the Waymo and the Tesla, 
and you put them in an arena and you see who doesn't bump into who first. It's like that old celebrity death match from MTV. You remember like decades <laughs> All ago? Bad. And now it's with All bad. We AI are so off the weeds on this podcast Holy that we're going to come back. Drew had a question on the last podcast I did not get to. I wanted to cover it. He said, in our videos, you and I have a tendency to talk about the same topics at the same time. How mm. is this happening? Mm. Drew, editing. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this is happening. But, but actually, to, to clarify this further, to clarify this Deliberate further. Deliberate editing? Uh, we both go out. We, we do not have a scripted show. You and I are unscripted in the car. Very much so. And yeah. a lot of the quips and comments that you hear that you may like, nobody sat down hours before and went, I'm going to say this. We're driving in the car. We have a visceral response, and we say what you heard. And I, I like that we do that. It is harder than you think. I like that we can do that. It is mm-hmm. very fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, we have a cheat sheet in the car that is literally like a spreadsheet that gives us all the stats, so I don't have to keep them in my head. So, like, the basic talking stats points. are there, right. and also talking points. And when I say stats, like, what's the engine size and what's the horsepower? So if we need to talk about it, I can go, what was it? Oh, it's right there. So we have that, and we also have bullet points that are just, be sure you've talked about introducing the car, talk about the handling, what do you think of the styling, what do you think of the power, you know, did you make a wrap-up thought? Right. The little reminders to go, right. have I done the checklist? It's literally like bullet points so that you and I have at least covered the same basic topic so that now I can get in the edit room and be like, where's the handling discussion? And we can put them alongside and we can create that right. banter that exists between the two of us. It has to do with the debate because if it's not there, well, of course, you can't edit what's not there. Exactly. Yeah. And if it isn't, then it's, you know, it could be just a one-sided opinion. So we mm-hmm. have to... Mm-hmm. We both have to come away with similar thoughts on the subject. We might disagree. We might agree. Whatever that is. But that creates the story. And honestly, Todd finds that in the edit because there's no script and it's not a a clean back and forth. We might be talking about one thing and our brain jumps to something else and we're suddenly talking about something else. And then a deer jumps in front of the car and we have to talk about that. Yep. And then we come back to the earlier thing, or maybe mm-hmm. we even reintroduce the car at the very end of the drive because there's something that I wanted to say about that thing, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. whatever it was. So yeah. it's this jumbled, mixed up, long string of stuff in car interview. And there's, yeah. of course, a lot that goes on that you'll never see. And I tell Todd, don't ever put that in. Well, and there's this interesting thing that has happened on YouTube. It's one of the reasons that vloggers are so successful, even though <clears throat> I hate to say this vloggers edit too uh but uh-huh. but there's this interesting backlash that had happened that somehow if there's something has been edited together it's no longer honest of course the filmmaker in me is like no it it, it isn't good enough because it needs to be edited so you actually see the parts that are relevant so anyway you can debate yeah. that amongst yourselves but that is the reason that happens it's not just we just didn't happen or nobody arranged this for us we went out there and went okay got to cover these topics ryan a cole on instagram asked how do you let a dealer or a repair shop know that you're a knowledgeable car person without hmm. coming off like a jerk hmm. like in sales you know you avoid try to tell them or avoid the vin etching discussion you need undercoating or in the repair shop, you know, not believing the issues you specifically identified or selling you on items that you don't need, things like that. Hmm. It has to do hmm. with the conversation. Yeah. And yeah. you know in your heart that you know what you know and you, mm-hmm. you're well-educated and informed about your car. And you can definitely stand on that because of either photos that you took or the video that you took or the hmm. experience that hmm. you've had. And it'll just come out naturally. Hopefully, By yes. virtue of yeah. talking to the person, whoever that is, if they're talking about a subject and you can relate to them on that level, mm-hmm. start throwing out those industry terminology and use them like you know how to use them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know the definition of this term and what it means and what that part is, how it works. Start talking about that. That's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. You don't need to beat them over the head, but they'll quickly get a sense of, wow, okay, so 
you know what that means. I, I get it. Yeah. You've used yeah, yeah. the word correctly in the sentence, and <laughs> yes, exactly. You know what I mean? I, yeah, you came in. You came in. There's something wrong with your steering, and you're pretty sure it's in the gas tank. You're an idiot, <laughs> uh, and they're going to take you to the cleaners. The, the endless but, jokes, but the muffler bearings, and the blinker fluid, exactly, and all this stuff. Exactly. But, yeah. You know, you've fallen for that kind of stuff. But at the same time, if you're talking about the steering and you're worried about having a bent control arm, somebody goes, "Okay, well, that might not." Be. Now you can't. Uh, here's where you're being a jerk. I have a problem with the steering, and I know it's a bent control arm. Do you? Right. Before even being diagnosed or look at it by the car's not on the lift. Car's tech. not on the lift yet. You just I, my control uh-huh. arm is bent. Uh huh. Exactly. You know. So so you can talk about the things you think it might be without going. It's this. That's mm. when you start to kind of cross the line. But hopefully that helps. Mm. So a question on Twitter. I think for both of us, what advice would you give your younger self I about saw cars? This. Yeah. Driving in general. Yeah. Purchasing Jake cars. Yeah. Maintenance. What advice? Any category? What would you tell your younger self? The biggest thing. I wish, right after I had started driving, I had sought out and discovered and done autocross almost yeah, right away. There. Just because I didn't discover autocross until you and I were getting into tracking anyway. Mm-hmm. And I love to go to the track. Autocross is great. But I just I, I feel like there is such an interesting education there in car control. And you learn your limits as a driver. What are you bad at is, is revealed just as much as what is my car bad at. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's so low danger and it's so easy access. I mean, I, as a 16-year-old working at a grocery store, could have afforded to go do autocross. Yeah. So yeah. I wish I would have done that almost right away and I will encourage my son to do it because I think that would have revolutionized my awareness and car control early on. Because when you're 16, you think – well, I just got my license. I'm awesome at driving. I've got this. I'm awesome at driving. No, you're not. <laughs> it's the experience that will always come into play, but I'm with you. Autocross definitely is up there, but some kind of advanced driving skills, and that really just comes out on the track. You and I have had yeah. such brilliant instruction, but we've ridden with so many pro drivers that mm-hmm. have very different styles. Yeah, true. Most of the good ones we've had are very smooth with their inputs, especially coming off the brake when they're accelerating out of a turn Mm -hmm. because if you jump off the brake too suddenly that upsets the car but there are plenty of drivers we've ridden with that have a very twitchy driving style Mm -hmm. but they make it work yeah true however all that said that means i wanted driving instruction that was past the driver's ed i wanted sure advanced training because that informs my street driving like crazy absolutely all the track time you and i have had we've retrained old bad habits out of ourselves hopefully it's well Ideally, but yes, we've we've come to such I think better drivers and can translate mm-hmm. that. And then with a consistent driving feel and the way we approach driving, mm-hmm. now that translates to each different car we drive. True. So there's true, more true. of a consistent yeah. benchmark. We're not Hopefully. driving one car one handed and it's a pickup truck, and so we can be slouchy and sloppy. And then we're you know sitting forward in the new BMW hotness, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. We're driving consistently and therefore getting a consistent mm. feel out of cars. I see that for sure. Uh, Alex wrote in on Facebook, uh, build your own track car or buy one already built. Alex, I actually think the answer here is how is your life structured? I don't even think it's a car question. If uh, I'll give you an example directly from me. I would love to own a dedicated track car. I, I have a problem when they, when <laughs> this is going to sound weird. The Lotus that I have needs to be hand washed. <laughs> that stresses me out, and it stresses me out because I am so busy yeah. that finding that hour or two hours where I can just wash that car is difficult. Now, if I was having to build – this is another reason I don't want a project They car. say use the softest toothbrushes to wash it, right? Good to know, yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, and don't turn the hose up too high because it's bound to leak. Oh, anyway, that's right. Anyway, there's that. But no, but here's the thing. 
this is the other reason I don't want a project car. I have no time. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to get in a car and drive it. Now, if you are a person on the other side of the equation where I've got time for another hobby. I've got time to wrench on something. I would like to wrench on something. I'd like to wrench on something to build it into my ultimate track car and put this new piece on. Then get a car that is your starter car and build it into your perfect track car. If you want to be tracking regularly right away, go out and find I, – I think some of the best deals out there, bring a trailer all the way down to Auto Tempest or wherever you want to search. Some of the best deals out there are somebody selling their track car. Hmm. They get no money for it. Yeah. So you can get a great deal on something that's already built, and you just go to the track, which is the way I want to go. <laughs> we just want to drive, clearly. We don't want to spend time in the pits. Even though it's fun, we just want to be out there driving yeah. all the time. Jay Batanza's 15 is asking, what is the more important experience to have in a car? Front wheel, rear wheel drive, all wheel drive, hmm. or the front engine, mid-engine, rear end configuration? You're essentially asking us engine position versus drive wheels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it is the heaviest lump in the car that will dictate the drive wheels, but that is most informative of the way a car drives and most informative of how that car reacts. Okay. The drivetrain is secondary to the heaviest lump in the car, which is the engine. And at this point in time, I don't think there's enough performance electric cars on the market because you think, well, an electric car com- completely negates that. Sure, They've sure. divided the weight pretty yeah, equally, yeah, yeah. kind of depending where the motors are, but they're nowhere near as heavy as an internal combustion engine. Hmm. And you'd think, well, you know, that has to be taken into consideration. Not at this point because there's not enough electric performance fun cars on the market. I agree with that. Yeah. That you would yeah, drive yeah. to feel the differences. You can drive them kind of hard and fast, but not like you would a Cayman or an S2000. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would say, first of all, think of the heaviest thing in the car dictating how you drive and how it throws the weight around and balances the car. That is the first, I think, the most important consideration. Interesting. I would say if he's asking a question, I don't have it in front of you, but if he's asking a question about life experience, I would say every enthusiast should seek out a good rear-wheel drive life experience because mm, the way good. cars are on the market, I think it's I think most of us naturally wind up in something front-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. You, sure. You kind of I bought blank car and it's probably front-wheel drive and it might be all-wheel drive. You almost have to go looking to find a good rear-wheel drive only car and I think if you're going to seek out an experience it's that. Mm, interesting. What other questions you find? Uh, let's see. I want to um, cover – Ted the Theologian asked me, <laughs> given the fact that I, I kind of like bright car colors, <laughs> what did I think of that Corvette bronze on the 1968 oh, Corvette right. in our American original film? I actually thought it was awesome, Ted. And he said, what do I think about that on a newer car? It's an interesting question because it was a very cool one-year-only color – I think it would have to be on a car with big sweeping lines like that car had. If it was a hmm. car that was kind of subtle, I think it'd be a weird color. I think it was on a car that actually had some fenders and some personality to it. I think it could look really cool. Interesting. All right. We've got to talk a little bit about Mazda very quickly. There's a couple of questions over here on Facebook. From Patrick M. asking about the power bump to this year's Miata. Is the ND, should it stay naturally aspirated, mm-hmm. or will a turbo be introduced eventually? And then further on down the list here, Alex R. is talking about Mazda touting its new engine in the Mazda 3 and then talking again about maybe the turbocharged CX-5, something, something coming our way, more turbos in our lives. And the question is, is Mazda hedging? Do we think we will see more turbo goodness from Mazda? Hmm. I do think they're holding back at this point 
probably because they're investigating electric drivetrains, probably more than adding a turbo. Hmm, maybe. In You've got to think about divvying up resources in your company, thinking like a CEO or a manager or a VP, something, somebody like that. And you're thinking, well, you've got finite resources, finite R&D, and then what models, working with product planning, where are we going to be going and what kind of models do we want to introduce? Now, for us enthusiasts, we want turbos. I want more turbos. I want the entire lineup to it's be turbo. How you become such a such a flag waver for turbos? Bring it. That's so interesting. I'm okay without them, but okay, keep going. I love the naturally aspirated I thing. Know. I have a naturally aspirated Cayman. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But I think, what would it be like here in the mountains with a turbo? Yeah, see, and, I like superchargers. But anyway, I, I know you point. do. Yeah, yeah. And I think. I, I do kind of think they're holding out a little bit because, again, back to my earlier conversation about the incremental changes throughout mm-hmm, the lineup. Mm-hmm. They want to sell cars for a lot of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, let's take electrics out of it. Mm-hmm. Let's incrementally give our customers more and more. And we'll get there, except for the <clears throat> 86 platform, which we'll never get there. That's not a Mazda, but yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I think car companies generally look at it as the slow, not the plod, but the slow rolling out of, you know, upgraded thing. Because if they gave us all the beans, all the stuff right now, yeah. what do they do for the next generation? Because it's got to be True. better. Theoretically, the next gen mm-hmm. always should be better, right? Moss is doing a great job of incrementally improving their internal combustion engines. And they've been kind of proud of the fact that their sky active engines almost feel like a turbo engine and get really good gas mileage and they haven't gone electric at all mm-hmm. there may mm-hmm. be a shift in their thinking at some point but they've done really good things with getting good power i honestly hope that new turbo engine kind of winds up in everything it'd be very interesting to see but i i don't think that's going to be a fast transition i agree, agree with you there paul for sure mm. all right last question for me from Jorge am asking me is there a tow hitch for the earth roamers that can handle my super yachts? I'm sure somebody <laughs> could build you one. <laughs> if I can afford an earth roamer and a Wally yacht, I'm sure I can go have a 20 axis machine titanium the, the super or Inconel hitch. hitch. I'd love that. That's awesome. Guys, thanks a million for your thoughtfulness in writing to us. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And I'm going to say, put the call to action to all of you to give us a rating and review if you haven't done so already on iTunes and then also on our IMDb page Mm -hmm. as our film library and collection grows and the seasons go to Amazon Prime as well. Give us a rating and reviewing on there. And remember, each season has its own individual ratings. You're rating for each season, not the overall show. Mm -hmm. And And that's what we're looking for. And if you're watching the Corvette film now on Amazon Prime, it needs ratings too. It doesn't have any ratings. It doesn't have any. Look at that. Just came out. You could be the first person to rate that one. That would be cool. (laughs) I would appreciate it because I I promise to not rate it for myself. I promise (laughs) to not do that. All right. Fair enough. Really appreciate it, guys. Till next time. Cheers. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. 
ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere. ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices and security features like indoor and outdoor cameras, locks, lights, and garage door control, even video doorbells. Visit ADT.com slash podcasts to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you.